you, Arnold, Matt, guys. Oh, I see Matt's already broke out his Falcon shirt. They win one game, he's got on his Falcon shirt. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> All right. Oh, I have one more announcement. Taps the beard and handy this to me. He says, there's going to be a small group starting to meet this Thursday in the fellowship hall called Awakened and Transformed. It's a study by Max Lucado out of Fearless. This Thursday, 6.30 p.m., Tabitha and Scott are going to be leading. So this is, this is men and women. All right, Scott, you leading? <laughs> All right. All right, that looks good. Thursday at 6.30 all right, guys, if you want to get out your outlines, we're still in a faith that works when life don't. We're in part 16 here. Uh, if you're on live stream, I would urge you to go ahead and print the message notes on, uh, out. They're online. Mallory has those for you. I want you to get comfortable. I'm talking to the live stream folks right now. Turn off your phone. Don't multitask. Put the clothes away. You don't need to fold them while this is going on. Guys, during this pandemic, we've looked for several weeks now to antidote to different troubles, uh, emotions, and stress that accompanies uh, a pandemic or some crisis that uh, you may be in. Our lives have been turned upside down since March, haven't they? Upside down. But the book of James was written for persevering through these times. James knew that hope was essential for enduring tough times. Hope. Human beings can handle a lot of frustration. We can handle a lot of pain as long as we feel that there's hope. But when hope is gone, people tend to just give up. James 5.8 says, you must be patient. Keep your hopes high, for the day of the Lord's coming is near. He says, keep your hopes high. He says, don't give up. So my question for North Point today is, how well are you keeping your hopes high during this crisis or pandemic? Are you kind of like a leaking tire? Or maybe your, your hopes are, are for the future are on hold right now? The more that we learn about hope, the more we're going to realize just how essential it is to our spiritual, our mental, our physical, our emotional health. Hope should be a medicine that we use more than, than any other. I believe hope can cure nearly anything. A faith that keeps me hopeful. That's what we're looking at today. As long as you have hope, you can keep moving on. You can keep moving forward. Well, how can I be hopeful when things don't seem to be getting any better? James tells us that hope is based on knowledge. What's that saying? It's what you know that gives you hope. If you don't know what God has said, 
Big, you're hopeless. The book of James gives us seven reasons for hope during difficult times. So I want to look at how faith in God and his word keeps us hopeful in these difficult times. Write these down. We'll jump right in. Number one, we have hope because we know. We have hope because we know the difficulties won't last. They won't last. I love that saying, this too shall pass. What's that tell me? It tells me that no problem comes to stay. It's just temporary. It didn't come to stay. It came to pass. Even if it's a chronic lifelong problem, we're not going to take that into eternity. And in light of eternity, our problems are really pretty short. Pretty short. And when we realize this, our problems become more manageable. You see, folks can handle a lot more if they know there's an end to it. Folks can handle a lot if they know there's a purpose in it. James 5.10 in the message translation says, take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything, went through everything, and never once quit, all the time honoring God. These guys knew difficult times, and they knew that they were not permanent. They were temporary. I know this pandemic has lasted a lot longer than anticipated. It's lasted a lot longer than what we would like for sure. Amen? So we need to look beyond the now and focus on the eternity. Live. In light of eternity, what can you do practically? I'll say it again. Stop watching the news. Stop watching the news, or at least so much. You know, read the Word more. If you're watching the news more than you're reading the Word, no wonder you're upset and stressed out. I'm telling you, if you'll read the word more than you watch the news, it'll improve your attitude and it will most of all increase hope. It'll increase hope. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, We fix our attention not on the things that are seen, but on things that are unseen. Because what can be seen is temporary and will last only for a short time. But what cannot be seen will last forever. Everything you see is material. And it'll rust, it'll, it'll decay It'll fall apart, it'll rot, and it will die. It's what we can't see that'll last forever, God and our soul. Those last forever. If you want to uh, increase your hope, change your perspective. Stop looking at just the, the here and now and start paying more attention to God and his word, your soul. They are eternal. Guys, we also can hope, number two, we can hope, because we know God will use it for our good. It being difficult times that we're in. He'll use it for our good. Romans 8, 28, familiar verse. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. James goes on in, in the book of James to give us additional you know, you know, information. God is using this difficult times to grow you and I, to, to build our character, to mature us, for us to grow up 
James 1 2 4 says, My brothers and sisters, when you have many kinds of troubles, you should be full of joy because you know that these troubles test your faith, and this will give you patience. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. That's the good that God is doing through your life in the bad things and through the bad things. To be fully developed in patience, endurance, strong in, in character. And you may not feel that right now in the, in the middle of this crisis that you're in. But later... You're going to look back and see how it changed you. I promise you that will. You'll see how it changed you, how it helped you grow stronger, how it helped you develop spiritual muscle this difficult time that you're in. You see, the purpose of life here on earth is to, to get us ready to prepare us for eternity. Guys, we're just in the warm-up act. You, you know, this is not the real show. We're only here for 100 years or so. I, yeah, if I'm lucky, amen. I'm not sure that's real lucky. But 2 Corinthians 4, 7, 4.17 says, These little troubles are getting us ready for an eternal glory that will make our troubles seem like what? Nothing. Nothing. We're going to say, when we're, well, I can just see us now in heaven saying, what was I thinking? Why did that bother me so much? God used the tough times to grow me, and he used it for good. We have hope, number three, because we know that getting irritated doesn't help. We know. That getting irritated doesn't help. Have you gotten upset over this pandemic or anything else that, that, you, that you can't change? Has getting upset been helpful to you? No. Getting upset just makes the situation worse. But, but I see so many angry people these days. Every day at the diner, I see so many. They're, they're angry at the government. They're mad at the experts. They're mad at people who refuse to wear a mask and put others at risk. They're, 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 they're mad because they can't go to work. They're mad because they got to go to work. They're mad because the kids can't go to school. And they're mad because the kids can go to school. And I'm not joking. And I want to say, how is that helping? Is your anger changing anything? Or is it just making you miserable? And guess what? The folks around you miserable. James 1, 19 and 20, y'all remember, always be slow to become angry because human anger will never achieve God's righteous purpose. What's that saying? It's hard to be hopeful and angry at the same time. It's hard. Guys, anger will not make the uncontrollable controllable. Let me say that again because some of you guys need to know that. Anger will not make 
the uncontrollable controllable. But hope can give you the strength to handle it. And this pandemic, it just keeps, it just seems like it keeps dragging on and on and on. And it's easy to take the frustration out on those closest to you. James 5, 9 says, don't complain or grumble against each other or you will be judged by God who is standing right at the door. What's that saying? He knows. He's listening to all of this. Have you been guilty of doing that in your home? Grumbling and complaining? Well, you know, I'm not complaining to, to you, spouse. I'm just, I'm, to, to everybody at work, I'm just complaining to you, spouse. I haven't told anybody else this. I'm just complaining to you. Oh, you just want to ruin my day. The pandemic is not your kid's fault. The pandemic is not your spouse's fault. But we often let our frustration spill over to them. So why don't we be a little more aware that irritation and anger just don't work? It just doesn't work. It don't help. And it also depletes the hope that we need to keep going. Amen? Do y'all get that? It just depletes the hope. We have hope number four. Because we know trusting God pleases him. We have hope because we know trusting God pleases him. When we trust God, when we can't see that it's going to work out and we put our trust in him, it makes God happy. God smiles when we trust him. Do you know what the greatest compliment that Luke and Sarah could give me as their parent when they trust me? When they trust me. When they trust me. Because ultimately, they know I want the best for them. I want to tell you something. Our Father in heaven wants the best for you. And he smiles when you and I trust him and do what he says. James gave us a great example in Abraham uh, in verses 2 and 23. Abraham didn't have a clue where he was going. He didn't know what he was supposed to do. All he knew was that he was supposed to go. James 2, 23 says, where am I Abraham believed God, and because of his faith, God accepted him as righteous. And so Abraham was called what? God's friend. God's friend. Wouldn't you like to be called a friend of God? Wouldn't you like to have that kind of intimacy with God, his friend? You become a friend by trusting him. By trusting him. I hope one day when my kids speak about me they say dad was a friend of God dad was a friend I hope that they can see how I trusted him what it would be like to be called a friend of God it's, it's trusting to Jesus Christ who died for you guys that's simple but it is really profound to trust God with everything in your life 
we have hope because number five, because we know, oh, I love this. We know Jesus is coming back someday. Jesus is coming back someday. The, act, the Bible actually talks more about Jesus' second coming than it does his first coming. Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. John 14, 2 and 3 says, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may be where I am. He said, I'll be back. I'll be back. That's a promise. And here's what I know. After 22 years of being your pastor and 30 years of following them, following Jesus Christ, Jesus ain't no liar. And he said he'll be back. He's coming back. He's coming back. When is Jesus coming back? I don't know. We don't know when he's coming back. The, the, the Bible says nobody knows but God. So don't believe anybody that tells you that they know the day. As a matter of fact, if they tell you the date, that ain't the day. You can bet your hiney in that ain't the day he's coming back. Because nobody's supposed to. Nobody knows. But we do know that every day we're getting closer. We're getting closer to the day of his return. And when he does return, the Bible says he's going to right all wrongs. He's going to correct all the injustices. He's going to heal all the illnesses. He's going to judge all who rejected him. He's going to reward all those who trusted him. So James says, when you start getting discouraged and your plans aren't working out and the bad guys are winning, he says, be patient, stay steady and strong because the Lord could arrive at any time. Ooh, hope. We have hope, number six, because we know that this is not the end of the story. This ain't the end of the story. We're still in the middle. The final chapter hadn't even happened yet. I'm going to tell you something about the middle of the story. I read all the time. I read novels, you know, and this one's just about to kill me to finish. It's a terrible book. <laughs> but, but, but most novels, you know what they are in the middle? Oftentimes they're messy. They, they messy in the middle. And in the middle, they're confusing, right? They're, one word I like to use, I use it often around the diner, they're perplexing. It's a lot of times in the middle of a novel, it's unclear. I want to tell you guys, today everything seems uncertain. Work, school, church, future. When are things going to get back to normal? Have you heard that question a lot? What if they never do? What if things never get back to the way they were before the pandera, a pandemic? That's a bread, ain't it? It's getting close to lunch, guys. Y'all see what's on my mind. <laughs> what if things never get back to normal? Can you handle that? What should you do? What should you do if you don't know how the story is going to end? Put your hope in God. David, put your hope in God. Don't put your hope in yourself. Don't put your hope in your job. And for goodness sake, 
Don't put your hope in politics. Don't put your hope in media. Put your hope in God. This is not the end of the story. Guys, we don't have to know the end. This is a journey. We don't know where the future is going, but we know who holds the future. James reminds us how everything fell apart in Job's life, how he lost everything. But at the end, everything came back through. James 5.11 says, what a gift life is to those who stay the course. You've heard of Job stay in power, and you know how God brought it all together for him at the end? That's because God cares. He cares right down to the last detail. God did that for Job, and he'll do it for you if you trust him. If you trust him. Guys, God cares about every detail in your life. And if you trust him with, with all the details of your life, you can look forward to the end of the story. I look forward to the end of the story. And here's something else. No matter how bad, bad that you messed up the first part of your story, when you trust Jesus Christ, you can look forward to the end of it. No matter how bad you messed it up, by putting your hope and trust in God. We have hope, number seven, because we know we'll be rewarded one day. We know we'll be rewarded one day and rewarded by God. All throughout Scripture, we're promised rewards. If we trust God in difficult days, you may be having some difficult days. Now, it may have nothing to do with the, the pandemic, but trust God. Trust God. James 1.12 says, Happy are those who remain faithful under trials, because when they succeed in passing such a test, they will receive as their reward the life which God has promised to those who love him, eternal rewards in heaven that you, you will enjoy forever. Heaven is beyond human comprehension. You, you know, it, it's so much better than, than we can describe, I believe, in our little brains. With the Bible, what the, what the Bible tells us about it. I'm going to close with a few verses about, about what it says about the rewards and how amazing that they will be if we put our hope and our trust in, in God then we can see our story as we go forward. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 says, Every athlete in training submits to strict discipline in order to win a prize that will not last, but we do it for one that will last forever. When we, when we think of athletes, I think of trophies that we win. And the trainer goes, you know, trophies don't last. They don't last. And I thought about that this week as I threw away one. Been sitting there at the diner just collecting dust. And I threw it away. It didn't bother me at all. They just don't last. But our hope and our trust do. That's placed in Jesus Christ. It's eternal. First Peter 1 Peter 1.6 says, So be glad 
there's a wonderful joy ahead, even though right now you've had to endure suffering trials and grief for a little while. Don't give up. Look up. I know some of you guys are suffering. You've lost loved ones. You've lost careers. You've lost jobs. You've lost home. Don't give up. Romans 8, 18. What we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will give us later. There's no comparison. Let me give you the message translation of that verse. There's no comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm closing today if the musicians want to come on up. What are you putting your hope in? This is my question for you today. I want you to honestly see this and answer this. What are you putting your hope in? Are, are you putting your hope in some leader, some human leader to solve all your problems? Are you putting your hope in some future spouse to meet all your needs? Are you putting your hope in some change in your circumstances? Are you putting your hope in some right job to meet all your needs? Your hope, I want you to get this. Your hope is only as good as what you put it in. Let's pray. My Lord, I thank you for, I thank you for the hope that you've given us in your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray today that I thank you that, that Paul put his hope in Christ this week. But there may be someone else here today that needs to take a step forward and put their hope in you. And I pray that they would today, that they would trust you as their Lord and Savior. That they would trust you and not politics. They would trust you and not their work. Lord, we love you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Thank you.